1: Entertainment, Thank you so much for uh, joining us this afternoon. We do appreciate your company. Sex Monday coming up later in the hour, but much to discuss before we reach that point of the show.
2: Hey, Danny, Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shout out to all of our friends in the new car. That might be new grandparents. You know who you are.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> Just adding that all in right, there. Bye. Didn't it sound like a Delilah request? It really did. I felt like I really was smooth. That <laughs> went right by. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All right. Johnny
3: Depp is not having a good oh, holiday no. season. He's
2: not having a good couple of years. He, he is
3: wrestling with his former business manager over millions of dollars, home floor closures, and now he finds himself at the legal receiving end of one of Hollywood's biggest lawyers in a $30 million fight. It's not mm. good. So, um, his law firm, which he has used for years... Mm-hmm. He, he said that they didn't have his back, that they damaged him, that they provided him with legal representation that wasn't, uh, wasn't good, that they, they engaged in misconduct for their own financial benefit and violated some of the basic tenets of attorney-client re- relationship. And now the law firm is suing him back.
2: Now, wait a minute. So he's suing his management, management team, group, the management, management group, group. And they're suing him back. And now, and then he decided, because he quit working with this last firm this past July. Yep. So he wasn't even suing him, was he? He just no. quit working with them, but they've decided to sue him. Yes. Because he, they think that he is damaging their reputation.
3: Well at the same time as they launched their cross complaint that yes Mr. Depp has damaged their reputation uh-huh. they have answered the accusation by basically pronouncing Johnny Depp as his own worst enemy the events and happenings that are alleged as well as ensuing injuries and losses if any were proximately caused and contributed by the neglect by the negligence fault and misconduct of plaintiff and their agents and representatives
2: Wow he's really had I'm just gonna say it all started when he met Amber I'm just blaming kidding I'm not, <laughs> not blaming it on her but he really he really has he's in a lot of trouble He well, sold let's see um, that the lawyers claim they haven't been paid for him since July um, and they go like you said they insist that Johnny Depp is responsible for his financial problems the report comes one month after the actor sold the final unit unit of his five penthouse la placed downtown la for 1.4 million having originally listed all five at 12.7 million he brought in 10.8 million so he, his monthly nut as they like to say yeah um hmm. is supposedly 2 million a
3: month what, Don't what is you that think for? that
2: he stopped this story, well, though, because I, he doesn't have any money?
3: Oh,
1: he's spending $2 million?
3: Not That's anymore. His, that was his monthly oh. net when he owned the 15 homes or however many okay. he had, the The yacht,
2: the island. The island, the mm. wine. The, the Didn't he own a city in the south of France? Well, yes, that, he bought a little tiny That village. little tiny,
3: yeah. I don't know if that is sold. I don't know where you are in your celebrity real estate, All but right. we looked at the photos on the Daily Mail of this property. He had not far from Miravelle. Um, and anyway, they, they don't even have another court date till March, so he's yeah. just going to be paying lawyers and lawyers and... I guess they need to hire a forensic accountant.
2: Well, I I believe that this has already happened. That he's there's forensic accounting going on, but I just think it's really unbelievable. It is. It's unbelievable. This man was one of the richest men in Hollywood, but it was all on paper. Well, it was all in homes. He owned oh, a lot, lot of Paris. art.
3: Remember, he sold uh, all
2: the Basquiat.
3: Yeah, yeah, he made
1: a bunch of money from last those. December. Yeah.
2: Um. He's got cars. Here's and what's not selling. What's, this is the big one. The village-like compound in Plan de la Tour, France, uh-huh. which he placed on the market in December for $63 million.
3: And? Hasn't been sold. Yeah. An need-
2: undeveloped 45-acre private island in the Bahamas. We don't know if he sold that. It's really gross. I just think that he, um, he let himself go, Lori. Well... I guess when you're
3: like printing money and like it's he just was. coming in and coming in and yeah. coming in. And this in. all
2: started with what was the first bad movie?
1: The That's first bad
2: movie? No, the recent one that was bad when we when you were all over <sighs> well, it. You Tonto? Won, Tonto, that yeah. was the one. Or Dark
1: Shadows. Or Dark, Dark Shadows. Shadows
2: Tonto, yeah. but Johnny Bolger or whatever was okay. Whitey Bolger. Whitey Bolger was okay. That was actually, was actually yeah. pretty but good But then he, he just really...
1: What was the one where you had the big mustache and Gwyneth Paltrow was in it? Oh, that was
2: Mordecai. No, Mordecai. Mordecai. I've never even rented it for free. Was it so bad, even for free?
1: Pretty
3: bad. It it was like it was trying to attempting to be like one of those 40 screwball comedy farces. Like you would see Catherine Hepburn doing with Spencer Tracy,
2: but it wasn't that Mm. at all. I believe I heard them saying they didn't even like each other. I believe you were he and Gwyneth? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At the time. So I just, it's just kind of amazing how far his star has fallen.
3: Well, we wish him well. because He needs a good movie. Yep. And uh, it was, um, you know, the murder on the Orient Express. That was a financially tight payout for Johnny because it was he an old, ensemble cast.
2: Yeah, and he was the one that got killed off right away. Yeah. But, but everyone knows that. He shows up in flashbacks. Right. Yeah. Right.
3: But he would—he didn't pull in the big, you no. know, Pirates of the Caribbean type of deal. Oh man! All right, Joy. Can I share with you an, a notable obituary? This was in yesterday's uh, Star Trek. Please. I just this—what a story! Clarence okay. Beavers, ninety-six years old. Okay. He was the last surviving member of America's first black parachute unit, a World War II test balloon or platoon, excuse me, that went on to battle fires caused by Japanese bombs and paved the way for black paratroopers in the post-war integrated military. He was 96. He died at his home in Uh Huntington, New York, of congestive heart failure. Uh And his unit, which formed the original core of the fifty. 555 parachute infantry battalion or triple n- nickels, as they were called. <laughs> they were never as well known as the Tuskegee Airmen mm-hmm. or Buffalo Soldiers, yet the 17 members played a seminal role in the integration of the military and the development of smoke jumping, a novel fighting firefighters. Yes, which mm-hmm. they still do, in which remote forest fires and during World War II. They were sparked by Japanese bombs that were carried by balloons. Oh, wow. And they were fought by the men who protected themselves with modified football helmets and they willfully jumped and landed in trees.
2: Not even with a pair, but they parachuted, but yes, would just land in the trees. In the trees. Okay. And, um, he Nobody in those days figured that black
3: folks had the, the courage or the intelligence to do anything white folks would do. This is a retired triple nickels parachute or paratrooper is giving this re- sure. interview. Yeah, he said, our first paratrooper had one of the white trainers bet his house that he wouldn't jump out of the plane Wow! well he jumped out of the plane and he didn't get the house yeah really um and and of course this was segregation was Mm -hmm. still going on black soldiers were prohibited from serving as paratroopers when the u.s airborne took flight in 1940 and then three years later the military said yeah we need every able-bodied man And Beavers was among the first to volunteer, and he traveled to the parachute school at Fort Benning, Georgia, oh, yes. And he was met with surprise from the school's commanding officers and shock from the white soldiers and uh, the, including the man who drove him from the train station to Fort Benning. He told uh, the Associated Press, every time we came past a streetlight, he would glare and look at me. I said, listen, I know I'm colored. Now, please drive this damn Jeep before you kill us both. And Beavers That's was the awesome. first volunteer of what was known as the Test Platoon of Black Paratroopers, a unit that was des- meant to decide the fate of Americans, African-Americans in the Airborne. And he said it was... Uh, extremely rough extremely personal training he and his fellow black soldiers slept two to a bunk in a cramp, cramped unheated hut ate separately from their white peers in the mess hall german prisoners of war experienced better conditions oh, at geez. the base that's what members so said yeah. he was Sad. he was born in manhattan june 12 1921 the 15th have sixteen children. Oh, <laughs> no birth control, people. No, yeah. we
2: only. I only know any one other person, Paul Felipe. Paul Philippe. His his family has fifteen kids. Yeah.
3: He, oh my word. His maternal grandfather was a former slave who fought for the Union in the Civil War, and his father was a commercial artist for Ringling Brothers who fled to New York from Alabama, where, according to his son, he'd help protect all-black Talladega College from being burned by the Ku Klux Klan. Oh what a story. A story. No yeah. kidding. No
2: kidding. Mm. Clarence Beavers. Clarence Beavers. So Cheers. I'm glad we learned about his yeah, life. I know. I know. That's unbelievable. I know, and that they still
3: use that uh the smoke jumping. Mm-hmm. That's kind of amazing. All right, listen, when we come back, we've got Elizabeth Reese and the Dirt Alert.
1: This is a My Talk Dirt Alert.
0: Dirt alert. Dr. Hello, Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. Well, hi, girls. Happy Monday. Happy Monday to you, too. It is nice to be with you all. Hope everybody is buzzing around getting their shopping done. I think so. If you weren't uh, paying too much attention to Twitter over the weekend because you were enjoying holiday parties, you missed Rose McGowan tweeting some criticism of Meryl Streep. um, Here's what she said. Actresses like Meryl Streep, who happily worked for the pig monster, are wearing black at the Golden Globes in a silent protest. Your silence is the problem. You'll accept a fake award breathlessly and affect no real chance. I despise your hypocrisy. Maybe you should all wear Marquesa. Of course, Rose McGowan is referring to Harvey Weinstein. Mm hmm. calling him the pig monster. And now Meryl Streep uh, is responding. Meryl Streep saying, I wasn't deliberately silent. I didn't know. I don't tacitly approve of rape. I didn't know. Uh, She talked about how it hurt being attacked by Rose McGowan in banner headlines this weekend. Uh, She says she didn't know about it in the nineties and she didn't know about it through subsequent decades when he proceeded to attack others. He says, she went on to say, I wasn't deliberately silent. Um, She went on even talking about how she didn't know where Harvey lives. She's never been invited to his hotel room. She was in his office one time. He distributed movies she made with other people so Mm -hmm. Meryl Streep went on to kind of explain their relationship she says he was not a filmmaker and didn't she get say she got her phone number and said
3: to somebody who knew Rose and she was waiting for kind of Rose to to call her up well she
0: says um, she said I got my home phone number to her the minute I read the headlines through Mm -hmm. friends who know her Uh, Meryl Streep went on and said I sat by that phone all day yesterday and this morning hoping to express both my deep respect for her and others bravery in exposing the monsters among us and my sympathy for the untold, ongoing pain she suffers. And she went on and um, said, I hope that she would give me a hearing. She did not, but I hope she reads this. This is Meryl Streep again, talking about Rose McGowan Uh, Meryl Streep went on and said, I am truly sorry she sees me as an adversary because we are both together with all the women in our business standing in defiance of the same uh, foe, a status quo that wants so badly to return to the bad old days, the old ways where women were used, abused and refused entry into the decision making top levels of the industry. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so she went on saying those rooms must be disinfected and integrated before anything even begins to change. It's a very long yeah. Uh, yeah. statement she yep. did not name Harvey Weinstein she said I did not know about Weinstein's crimes and then went on and refers to him as HW yeah Um, and she says also he needed me much more than I needed him and he made sure I didn't know right he did that's a very true statement and she says he needed us there's a certain people that he this episode is brought to you by Snapple He needed to not know. She says, because our association with him bought him credibility mm-hmm. and ability to lure young aspiring women into circumstances where they would be hurt. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, I think Meryl Streep's response was well written yeah. and yes, it was it really well, was. I mean, it comes, I think from a place I'm sure she's really struggled with this. And there are certain people I'm sure strategically who did not know about what was going on. And Meryl Streep Seems like someone who would be kind of kept on the outside of this, just in terms of how she how she handles her art and how she well, no, it's she's more involved. to do with it's, her age. Yes, well, it's to do with it that It has too. to
3: do with her age because she did the Deer Hunter and Kramer versus Kramer right? before Harvey Weinstein the, what, started even producing movies. Remember, right? Harvey's mo is to get. Young actresses that are upcoming. She wasn't right. So he wasn't she,
2: interested in her sexuality. It was
3: the wrong. T- it was the wrong timing. If she'd come out with her acting career ten years later, then Harvey might have gone after her. But that was of the eighty women who've come forward. He's a clear. M.O. For young, sure. Of targeting people women in their who were on their
0: way. Were at, on their way up and she was already up. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah, exactly She it. was already up by the time that he was doing anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Priestley says he punched Harvey Weinstein in the face in 1995. Go Brandon Walsh. Huh? No oh, But that's then- also
3: why he never really did anything after 90210. Because Harvey yeah. s- took, care of took care of smearing it. him as well as... Rose and Mira yep. Sorvino and yeah. Ashley Judd and who knows how many other uh, actors. He Hollywood. said that there was an
0: altercation that occurred at a Miramax Golden Globes party. And he said that Harvey Weinstein told Jason Priestley to leave the party. And on his way out, Weinstein grabbed him by the arm and asked him what he was doing. And then uh, they kept mm. like, it was like this back and forth of, oh, I didn't say that you had to leave. Uh, then Jason Priestley says, he then grabs me tighter and says, why don't we go outside and talk about this? That was all I needed to hear. Jason Priestley says, I'm not going any with you anywhere with you. And I punched him, pushed him back and punched him with a right hand to his face. Then security pulled him apart and took him out of the party. And then here's what happened. Jason Priestley said his team was horrified when they'd heard what had happened and strongly advised him to apologize Mm -hmm. to Harvey Weinstein at that time.
2: I kind of love that he didn't. I mean, my gosh.
0: Yeah, but there you go. I mean, then then you kind of think what could have happened with his career? What could have happened with people's careers that Harvey Weinstein started? They're gonna the BBC's gonna do a documentary. documentary. Yeah. Yes. And there's no shortage of people to talk to no. about how poorly they've been treated by Harvey Weinstein. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Let's talk about Matt Damon. Wondering why we aren't talking about the men who aren't sexual predators. Oh, oh Matt Damon. He needs to stop talking. What are, are you doing? Loves him, needs to tell yes. him to shut up. He says we're in this watershed moment and it's great. But I think the one thing that's not being talked about is that the, there is this whole group of guys a preponderance of men I've worked with who don't do this kind of thing and who lives aren't going to be affected. Oh,
3: man, He's pathetic. Matt, Matt I like Matt. pathetic. I like what Sherry said. Mad Damon proving once again, nothing is more fragile than masculinity. No kidding, <laughs> right? It's
2: just so, it, it I... I think he needs Ben Affleck back in his life. Ben has been busy. In Raise treatments. your
3: hand if you think Matt has said quite enough because he got into it on Friday too. I know he, he needs Where to he was trying to explain the continuum. Yes.
0: Right. Right. Uh. It's just it, nobody. Guess what, guys? You don't need um, you don't get a certificate for showing up to work. I and mean, just go to work, right? It's like, it's like you want a prize for a participation award for yeah, everything. You, yeah. What? What? Way to go, guys. You didn't rape someone today. Congratulations. <laughs> it's really. Jeez. I mean, is that what it is? Yeah. Honestly. It, he needs to sit down. It's ridiculous. Hey, this is some big news in the movie world, though. This is really interesting. And this means big bucks. So there's a crown prince of Saudi Arabia, Mohammed bin Salman, who has made this decision to lift a 35-year ban on movie theaters. That's that's going to be... I that's mean, a big that is money, right? That They're valuing money. this untapped movie market at $1 billion. Uh there's still going to be a lot of, you know, kind of interesting concerns about how things are going to go in terms of censorship, which I think the movie industry deals with in China all the time yeah, as well. This has been... Stuff. They changed stuff. Uh, this has been widely expected by many in the industry. Uh, they were initially going to make the announcement at the Dubai International Film Festival, uh, but it didn't come together. The festival didn't come together in time, so it didn't ever happen. Uh, but they have been talking about this, and now AMC Theater is revealing it signed an agreement to explore building movies in a country it's seeing as a lucrative business opportunity. Man, women are driving, and you can see a movie in Saudi Arabia. How how crazy that you couldn't do that before. Though. It's My gosh. shocking. Yeah, yeah. it's absolutely, it really is absolutely shocking. A uh, little bit of fun news because, you know, I always bring in the baby news. Enrique Iglesias and Anna Kornikova welcomed twins. How, How much fun did is we that? We did not know those we two were We didn't friendly. know. I know they had the babies on Saturday. Uh, representatives aren't returning requests for comment yet, but they've been together for over 15 years. And they are just having their little twins, so congratulations. Isn't that fun? Yeah, it's cute news. Okay, that's what I have, girls. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Elizabeth.
3: See you tomorrow. All right, we got Kenny with the traffic, and we come back. We got some sex news for you that you've been um, wanting to hear but didn't know it. Really. Let's talk
2: about sex. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex for now. To the
3: Well, I am very sorry to bring you the bleak news of the day as far as it comes to sex. Why does
2: it have to be bleak? Well, Julia, this
3: is a study. This is supposed to be a sexy season. Well, a new study found that overall, guys are happier than women at pretty much every age, with one exception. When we're dead? Women are happier than men at age 85 and older once their partner is gone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I nailed it. Are you kidding no. me? Why? <laughs> the researchers
3: think it could be because it's the first time in their lives that women don't feel like they have a million responsibilities weighing on them and they can finally relax. So, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy Hanukkah. That's, That's depressing. Yes.
2: But it is, you know, all the when they're studies,
3: old and their husband is dead, right? <laughs>
2: all the studies do say, I mean, men are way, way happier in relationships than women. I yes. mean, so many of them say that. And men are healthier if they're in relationships and yeah, they're,
3: yes. they're happier. Yes, and- indeed. They have more they sex. They live longer. They live longer if they have a partner. Their life is easier. Mm-hmm. It's a win-win for us. Win-win-win all the <laughs> way around. And I just think it's any any relationship, you know, just if you're in a long-term right. relationship. Okay, so there's that. We can believe that, that, was, that or not. Now, uh, don't you
2: believe that though? In a way, and it's yes. a general sweeping statement. Yes, yeah. I do. I as do my too.
3: mom tells me, and her and her little group of widowed ladies. Yes. Um. She's like, none of us want to get remarried or have any interest in meeting a man. We've all been married forever and we're enjoying our freedom even though we miss
2: our husbands.
1: Okay. <laughs> she
2: tells me that. <laughs> you know. I feel like that's a general sweeping statement though. But, she, but true. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. Now here's another one. This is from a um, from eHarmony. And um, you might think that, you know, It's like the ladies who are doing all the chasing to find somebody to settle down. But you would be wrong. It turns out that guys actually feel more pressure to be in a relationship than women. And they suffer more from loneliness than women when they're single. 71% of guys uh on eHarmony feel significant pressure to find a partner compared to 55% of women. And that's because... E the harmony theory or their uh, the relationship expert says, because say?
2: women tend to have strong friendships. friendships. They have more to more do when men. they're alone. Yes. Yes. Women do have, yeah, you know, this is another general sweeping statement, mm-hmm. but I mean, women do have more, usually have more friends and friend groups than men do.
3: That's, That's right. In, and, and guys uh, report higher levels of loneliness when they're not in something. We always think of the, Happy-go-lucky bachelor who's more suited to the single life, and uh, guys tend to miss, of course, physical intimacy more mm-hmm. than women do, and and can lead them to being with someone just to avoid being lonely.
2: Well, that's another piece of good news. So, are you <laughs> yeah. that, one? Are you that Was, one? Is that you? In is fact, that you driving I'm right E-Harmony. now? Harmony? Has someone picked you just because they didn't want to be alone? On this is depressing e- news for a Monday, Lori. It's well, wrong. it is a Monday. Fifty-nine
3: percent of people say they'd rather be in a relationship with the wrong person than yes. be single. Ooh,
2: that now that oh boy. that's that's so wrong mm-hmm. on so many levels. But you could understand where it could be right if the person you're in the wrong relationship with has a lot of benefits and you don't have to put much effort in. Exactly. So it maybe it could be, it's wrong for now. It's wrong for now that I'm <laughs> looking right. over your shoulder hey. and I'm keeping my and online dating profile. E- even though it, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've joined other sites so you can't see me. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So E um, eHarmony's chief uh, relationship
3: expert said it's. Uh, Does he,
2: this person have a name? Is it a man Chris or a woman?
3: Sherwood could be man or yeah, a woman. It could. It's a shame that so many single people, particularly. Uh, men are feeling pressure to settle down and find a new. That is not partner. a shame at all. It's important we regard being single as a lifestyle choice, which may change at any time, and avoid making judgments about people's relationship status.
2: That's just a silly thing for him to say. I know. Well, that I is, think. I it. think it's you know. Women feel under pressure. Women. When do women feel the most under pressure? Are you gonna when you get married? Are you gonna have a baby? Remember that whole thing that used to be the 30s. pressure. In 30s. their thirties, 30s. Mm-hmm. and now Late that 20s, early that 30s. men, I don't think men get a lot of pressure from other people about being single. I no. think they give it to themselves yes. because they know their life is better when they're in a relationship. Yes,
3: you are cr- totally correct. So here are four weird things that can a- affect how attracted you are to somebody. Oh. So. If they have long nose hair? No. Listen to this one. How old your parents were when We've they had this. you. But Haven't we had this? We have maybe, but it's good to remind people because this is... So what does that mean? Like so if, if, if your parents were over 30 when you're born, you're less likely to be drawn to someone with a young face. For women, it applies for both parents. If you're a guy, only your mom's age matters.
1: Okay. So my mom had me at 29 so what does that mean?
2: It means you're old. Yeah, no. It just means <laughs> you're not you won't
3: necessarily <laughs> you be drawn baby to face. someone with
2: a young face. Okay. It means you uh, want to date people in your age group. It it explains so much really, but when you tell do me. have teenage
3: parents when maybe that explains why i could never be attracted i was never attracted to anybody older i wanted someone to be as young and good looking as i was <laughs> but my
2: parents were 17 when i was born i had young parents my so parents when you're 20 they're only like 37 ex- that's so yeah. weird exactly that's so weird so
3: maybe that explains why people are and also in
2: reverse, why someone might be attracted to, to, to an older person? To an older their parents person, were older. maybe the parents were okay, older. Okay, so I wonder how David Letterman's child, when they they were born, when their dad was, you know, sixty five, yeah, how that's well, go over.
3: For for a guy, it's only your mom's age okay. that matters. Okay. Now here is another one: being a bad speller when it comes to online dating. The we bad spellers,
0: you are know, not this cleaning
3: this spelling up. thing. Even though if I, you can't pass a fifth grade spelling bee. It's a deal breaker for 72% of people.
2: We've talked about this. Yeah. I just am having a talking deja vu. But yeah. it's that, like when someone spells their, their, mm-hmm. E-I-R, yeah. E-R-E, mm-hmm. and I can't even spell. And it bothers me. And if you're a guy... I, that was just a poem. I, I just, know. That I, was very good. Limerick. You. If well, you're
3: well. a guy, how hungry you are can matter. A 2010 study found that when guys are hungry, they're attracted to curvier women but what it was temperary What about temporary when women are hungry are we attracted apply to a fatter wallet Once they'd eaten what something What about the
2: girls well, I'll I'm tell starving you. right now.
3: I am too, but And I've almost—I'm not living a with to do, guys
2: makes women pile on the pounds because you have to feed oh
1: them. God, we're responsible for everything. Yeah, no,
2: you really aren't. If you've listened to the last four Jeez. things, you're the happiest. <laughs> your life is the easiest. I'm blaming us
1: for making you fat. Well, no, it's just no
2: because that, you cook for the guys. You're, you're not in my everyone household. Everyone
3: has seen somebody in a new relationship, and you're like just kind of you quote unquote fat and happy, even though. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're fat, but you just might gain a, on some happy weight. You're having maybe more pizza. You're staying home more often. Right. You're doing. You don't all have that to go on stuff. all the first dates anymore. I blame all the leggings. You know, I really am concerned about the elastic <laughs> waisted pants. <laughs> <laughs> I really am <laughs> worried Laurie, about I the mean, lazy stomach. But jeans, Lori, people are jeans wearing pants keep, again. Jeans keep you honest. A pair I know they of pants do.
2: that zip and. Uh, button. God, we'll keep I love you you All these leggings. How do you explain it for men? The new sweat pant era for men. Oh my gosh, their sweatpants are everywhere.
3: Well, yeah, but they've always had some kind of a loose wow. loose-legged
2: thing, thing to wear.
3: To wear, yeah.
2: Or oh, right, years this- ago, it was those Viking pants. What were those zubas? Zubas. Now it's just the sweat. Yeah. Someone Still should bring back pair. the zuba. It's back, Julia. Is it? I think you can
3: order them online. Oh, please. All right, listen, when um, we come back, we get our favorite headlines of the day. Everybody, thanks for hanging out with us on this Monday. Our favorite headline today is Rob Lowe cooks dinner for the firefighters battling wildfires. They've been going nonstop for three and a half
1: weeks. Yeah, I know. Did you see Rob with the hose? Yeah. The picture of that? But... His his home was saved.
3: Yeah, I know. It's just that Thomas fire is just... I mean, that it's still so out of control. and
1: the the winds and everything.
3: I mean, it's been going on for so long, and some of these firefighters, they work like 36 hours before they take a break. they're
1: amazing individuals. Yeah. What else do we have for you? What else do we have? The Duke and Duchess of Cambridge released their Christmas card photo, and it's posted on your page. It's
3: so So cute. cute! They really are
2: darling, and I... Love. I love what the kids have on. They're just they're, so British-looking. They, they're just really cute. Yeah. They're, they look like a really happy family. Yes, they do. They really do.
1: And on a related note, Princess Charlotte was announced today, and starting in January will attend the wilcox nursery school in london
3: oh fancy is that the same one where little george goes or Uh, is that a different
1: school i'm bradley trainer
3: and i'm don McLean. we have a podcast called blinded by the item
1: a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out
0: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner. L.L.C. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
1: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Who knows? I don't know. I think they'd go to the same school. You would
2: think they would. School
1: officials are delighted, of course.
2: Absolutely delighted.
1: Uh let's see. Uh, speaking of the Royals, Meghan Markle and Harry will marry on the anniversary <laughs> of Queen Anne Boleyn's beheading. That's right. Well, and also the big football. The big cup final, yeah.
3: The football <laughs> right? Association Cup final. Yes. It's
1: a big event. It's big to do. Big to do. From People Magazine, pregnant Kylie Jenner wants to keep a low profile. Really? Well, well
2: she literally, I mean, you don't see any pictures of her from the, the from the chest up. Well, yeah. She right. Li- you don't. You don't see anything of her. Gosh. how is she 20 yet? She's
3: 20.
0: Yeah, I think is so. she 20? Yeah.
2: You probably just want to have
3: all
1: the reveal, yeah. you know, in, in a photo show. shoot. No,
3: in
2: the show. In the show. Keeping up
3: with the Kardashians. Yeah. That's what
1: mm-hmm. it is. M and still feel like America is the greatest country in which to live. Well, so do I. So do we. Okay, cool. we agree with we you. agree so with you, M M. This is this
3: interview that he gave to Vulture magazine mm-hmm. because I don't, you know, his, his album, album isn't selling. Is is that what it and is? And even
2: it, though it just dropped, yeah. Was he out of the spotlight too
1: long? He, I was he just going to say that. He,
2: he, I think he was out for a while. Yeah,
3: um, oh, this and, is on the cover of Interview magazine. Okay, it's from Interview, it's the album is Revival, and uh, he um, chatted with Elton John for mm-hmm. this interview, and so Elton was doing the questions, and Eminem has been clean for nine years, right? And he said that made me grow up, um, and uh, just. I don't know. It's kind of a good, I, Elton John told him, I love you from a long, long way, okay? And he said, thank you, Elton. I love you, too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he had, you know, he struggled with drugs and addiction yeah. and just a lot of stuff. He's so good, though. Oh, yeah. This interview I, is really good. Oh, good. It all is. right. All right. Mm-hmm.
1: Justin Trudeau, the Canadian prime minister, he settles the debate once and for all. Die Hard is obviously a Christmas movie.
2: What? (laughs) Die
1: Hard? I've shown it. It's been showing up on lists of, of Chris' favorite Christmas movies. Is really? It, is it hard? the
2: well? Is it the one the where first they're, one. the first one? Well, they're having a Christmas party, well, Danny. That's, that's, that's they're enough. having a Christmas party in the big tower, Yeah. and that's he where the guy comes de- in. He said yes. it's definitely okay. a Christmas movie. Okay, I Justin get it. Trudeau says it, so there it, it is. Because be. it starts, uh, if you remember, at a holiday party, and yes. that's when the guy starts getting everybody. Oh, that was a good movie.
1: Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Started Bruce a franchise Willis. that lasted mm-hmm. for quite a while. Yeah. Was that the one with Alan Rickman as the? Yes, exactly. Good. He was
2: such a good bad. Guy mm-hmm. and a good good guy yes
1: yeah. carrie fisher's dog what's the dog's name again gary. gary 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 watched the last jedi and recognized carrie on screen
2: that's really mm-hmm. sweet. it's really but, sweet but dogs and gary know Fisher, their, moms, their voices
1: he still has an instagram account and
3: um the uh here's what it says um Gary just watched The Last Jedi. He sat on Fisher's former assistant's lap during the film. She said his ears perked up every time she was on screen. Oh. That movie was so good, The Last Jedi. You loved it. I I love that
2: you went to that instead of Lady Bird. Well, I mean,.
3: Not My true. friend, I
2: look at the tickets and I go, why does this movie say 345 Lady Bird when we're here
3: at one? Right. And we showed it to the guy and he goes, oh, they probably didn't tell you. We added another theater because of the demand for Jedi. He said, just pick a Jedi theater. And if you want to see that show, you can see that show and then go to Lady Bird at 345.
1: <laughs> oh, double, double feature. We did not we did do no. that, no, Donnie. No, no, no,
3: that was a three hour much. movie, That's even a- though it went by fast. It wasn't really fast. Went, Were, really? You the, didn't fall asleep it, at all or anything? No. You know, I felt about this last Jedi the way I felt about Wonder Woman.
1: It was just fantastic.
2: Really?
3: Fantastic. Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. Uh, Jessica Chastain's advice. If you think he's cheating on you, he probably is.
3: Yeah. So she's making the rounds for Molly's Game. Oh, I which can't. Which opens I, December 25th.
2: I'm going to that on Christmas and Day. We had Molly mm-hmm. of Molly's yes, Game we did. on our show. Yes, we did. What, like three or four years ago when her book came out? Uh-huh. and That was pretty amazing. Yeah. And um, that was in answer
3: to relationship advice to her younger self. Oh, okay. If he, if you think he's cheating on you, he probably is.
2: That's probably really good advice. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. People know. You know, but mm-hmm. you can tuck yourself in and out
3: of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially when are um, younger.
1: Mariah Carey and her ex-fiancee have agreed to stay mum about each other. There will be no tell-alls. There will be James no books.
3: There won't be any Hacker. writing in a memoir. Well, she, Not until somebody
2: dies. Nope. And he's older. That's, and I think that's good <laughs> for both of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. No, you don't know what he could say about her. My goodness. Yeah. I, he's too classy.
3: I, well, I don't know about that. He,
2: but he was Brett Ratner. I mean... They met through Brett Ratner. I'm not
1: going to call him classy yet. I'm not either. I'm taking it all all back. Okay, thank you. (laughs) All right. uh, Maybe talk for a couple more. Okay. Windsor Hotel Rooms. They are selling out after Harry and Meghan announced the wedding
2: date. 98% full because that's where they're getting married by the Windsor Castle. And so. What is
3: that, like maybe a half hour outside of London? I don't Don't know. know. Do we know? I don't don't know. know. No. I I'm going to Google it. Windsor Castle distance from London, okay. please, well, yeah. because Tell I feel like we need to know that in case any of us are going. Oh okay. go- 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 right. It's 42 minutes. It's 22 miles from the center right. of London. And it's a straight shot on the A4.
2: Oh, <laughs> well, the a- and you can write your Mercedes <laughs> Benz. Do you love the, the A4? It's one of my favorite highways yeah. over there.
3: It's just beautiful. Just a great
2: straight <laughs> shot right yeah. out. Okay, there. what are we watching tonight? Robin Roberts. On Channel 5.
3: It's the in memoriam people that died, like the old um, Barbara Walters special, the yeah. most fascinating people. It looks good. They were teasing it hard on uh, GMA this morning. It looked really
2: good. The... And the voice, I think they're getting close to the finale. Yes, they are. All right, everybody, have a good night. Joke it Off Oh, you good.